0: Welcome to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast, your burst of weekly inspiration to keep your mindset on track to manifest your greatest desires. I am Jude not your host, a world-renowned mindset coach, helping my clients and now you, the listener, to break free of the mental struggle, find contentment, meaning and purpose in your life. Welcome back to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast. On the show this week, I have the gorgeous Claire Quirk back on your, I was going to say on your screens, but actually it's in your ears. And she's going to be talking about something completely different. I think last time we spoke, Claire was talking about energetics and the power of energetic work. And actually this time now, Claire is going to talk about her ayahuasca retreat and the benefits of ayahuasca. I'm going to try and act like somebody who knows nothing and I know very little about it. Although we did do a live the other week on on Instagram, so I did ask a few questions. But I'm still going to act like I know nothing and hopefully I'll ask all the questions That everyone needs to know the answers to because maybe you've not heard of ayahuasca or maybe you've heard of it and you're still unsure so welcome back Claire. Thank you for having me back
1: lovely to be here.
0: (laughs) You're welcome (laughs) okay tell me well tell me about the retreat first and then we'll go to the, the kind of the the origins of ayahuasca but tell me first about your retreat where it is how many people come on it, what they get out of it, why they would come on it, everything. Okay,
1: dokie. So first and foremost, I should start by telling you that I live over in Colombia. And um, after my awakening a number of years back, I received a, a massive big calling to just leave my life back in Scotland and to move over to, to South America to work with this medicinal plant called Ayahuasca or as we call it in Colombia, jahe, okay? So that I've been on this path with the medicine now for about five and a half years, um, working with various communities, working with various shamans, And what happened and developed over the years was I started to organise and facilitate my own ayahuasca retreats here in the Amazon jungle in Colombia. And about three or four years ago, we launched them over in Spain. So we run retreats there um, about 12 times a year. So we do um, over in Spain so I think it's, it's right because we'll start for the basics because a lot of people wouldn't have heard of it before or will have very little knowledge. So ayahuasca is a plant medicine, okay, and ayahuasca is actually a vine. So what happens is they mix the vine, the ayahuasca vine, with the, the chacruna leaves and water, And once you've cooked up the medicine, you're drinking it in a little drink. It's essentially in a little shot cup, okay? So ayahuasca's getting a a massive reputation in in recent years um, because of what it helps us to do. It's like a miracle working with ayahuasca, right? So we, in the retreats that we do, so I work with my master shaman. A master shaman in Colombia is called a taita, whereas, for example, in Peru, they would be called a maestro. And it's important when people are working with ayahuasca, with these plant medicines, that they're doing it properly in a proper ceremonial setting, okay, which is what we provide. So we're a very strong team of seven. We have our master shaman taita we have two yaheceros who are medicine workers and there's another four of us medicine workers who are westerners okay the other three we fly over from Colombia, um and we keep our retreats very small so there's they're capped at 20. so what does ayahuasca do so ayahuasca when we drink this medicine you have to remember it this way okay Everyone has been through so much in their lives. They've been through much, so much trauma. They've lost loved ones. They've had relationships that have broken down. They've had difficulties in childhood. Um, they may lack self-love. They may lack guidance in their life. They may have mental health problems physical health problems, whatever it may be, okay? And when we're working with ayahuasca, we're working with the spiritual and the energetic realm. So if you think about it, the, all these problems that we go through and have in life causes our energy to be blocked, okay? So there's blocks in our energetic body. And essentially what happens is our spirit is out, goes out of alignment. So therefore, as, as we know, Mental health problems, physical health problems, any blocks that you're having in your life, for example, are the manifestation of an energetic and spiritual imbalance, okay? So what is actually happening in ceremony, when you are drinking ayahuasca medicine, you go through a purging process. Now, what does it mean to purge? So what will happen in ceremony is that you will perhaps be vomiting, you might be laughing, you might be crying, you might be yawning Tears might be coming out your eyes, but you're not crying. You may be shaking and shivering. All these things are perfectly normal to happen in an ayahuasca ceremony, okay? And these are, are called the purge. And what is essentially happening is you're purging all of this negative energy and all of these um, energetic blocks out of your system so that you can then be healed. Okay, so you following us so far?
0: I'm following so far. Literally all I know about Ayahuasca retreats, right? So I had a friend <clears throat> that went on it and he was struggling w- with his mental health. And although this is the first time he'd actually mm-hmm. told me he was struggling with his mental health because he was like, oh yeah, he had, I think he told like two people he was going. And I was like panicked thinking, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, I'm only one of, one of the only people that knows that he's going on this. And I'd read stuff and depending on what you read obviously it can be a little bit scary like reading about it unless you hear it firsthand from somebody and really and he funny. went on it and he got so much from it he actually went on another one not long after that and then this was a, that was a while yeah. ago though that i heard about that um and it did, it definitely helped him because it was helping him to uncover stuff that he had buried deep that he wouldn't talk to anyone about he knew he wanted released from it mm-hmm. like childhood stuff that he went yeah. through and then the yeah. only other thing i know about it, although they don't talk about it is that pro that tv series that you're yet to watch clerk work the nine perfect strangers <laughs> which is unreal if you haven't watched it you just need to watch it it's got Nicole Kidman in and it's all about these strangers that come together to go on this retreat and they go on some unbelievable journeys with this medicine that's created. But I don't think they ever call it ayahuasca, but obviously it is. But it's, oh my God, it's amazing. Uh-huh. And I don't want to tell you what happens because I want yeah. you to watch it. Um, but the outcome's amazing uh, uh, on the end of it. So they're, they're my two examples of this huge extreme and then this unreal, yeah. like, beautiful, luxurious thing that happens in the in the nine perfect strangers. So you said people come because... Have they tried other things and it hasn't worked and they're kind of like, actually, I need this? Or where's the mindset when they come on a retreat? So what happens and what
1: I'd like to touch on as well, as you say, when people are, are, are searching this in the internet, it can give people a lot of fear because there's a lot of bullshit written in the internet about it, yeah? Um, about things that can go wrong, etc. See if you are working with a really, really professional outfit... Um, retreat centre with a strong team and it has to be a very strong and master shaman it is there's nothing to worry about at all okay in any retreat that you are going to the retreat center should make sure beforehand do know that you're in physical health enough to work with the medicine etc but nothing bad is going to happen to you okay if you are working with the correct people so that's very very important to say so I'll give you some examples to to help to illustrate this okay so (coughs) we get a lot of people coming to us who suffer from anxiety and depression, for example, right? And we know that it's really, really prevalent in our types of societies, isn't it? And and us ourselves, Jude, we used to suffer from it chronic as well, yeah? yeah? So what happens, though, there's certain medications that you cannot be on and work with the medicine because it will be dangerous okay so what happens with the people that are coming and retreat with us that want healed from a mental health problem like this that are taking ssris antidepressants anti-anxiety tablets or whatever they either need to taper off them or they need to come off them cold turkey okay but obviously we chat this through with them before they book on (coughs) so What happens is we have people that come to retreat, they may have social anxiety, generalised anxiety disorder, they may have chronic depression. We work with people that are suicidal, yeah, they come, they drink the medicine, they receive the healing. And I've got people, you know, in my community who I'm still in touch with years later, and they have had, like, one guy, he had chronic depression for over 30 years, still to this day shifted. And to us in the physical 3D reality, it seems like a miracle, so it does, but it's because people don't understand the spiritual and energetic world and how the healing can take place right so that's one thing is people coming to us with these types of mental health problems right we get people who come to us with addictions so cocaine addictions alcohol addictions marijuana addictions whatever it may be because you have to remember as well like people that have addictions or mental health problems this isn't the natural state of being for a human it's a sign that something is wrong so when you can purge get the healing and your spirit is woven back into alignment these manifestations then fall away and these maladaptive coping mechanisms and behaviors fall away okay so that's what we see with mental health problems mm-hmm. we also work with people who have been through a lot of traumas we work with a lot of people who've been the um, the victims of paedophiles when they were children and women who've been raped, right? Because what happens in the medicine, you go into this visionary state, okay? So you you enter into the spirit realm. So you see things that you can't usually see in the, the 3D physical reality. You hear things you can't usually hear and you get this information um, And downloads coming through for the spirit realm, for God, for source, from your higher self, whatever you want to call it, that give you all this information about how to get yourself unstuck and about how you can transform your life. And it gives beautiful healing because it allows you to forgive other people. Um, It allows you to heal from these traumatic events um, and everything like this as well, right? Right. And then when we're looking at physical illnesses, so we work with people that suffer from cancer, multiple sclerosis, fibromyalgia, thyroid problems, digestive issues, skin disorders, right? Again, if we're thinking of it like this, all physical illnesses, it's not normal. It's not the normal state of a human and they're the manifestation that something's wrong with your spirit. So we have people that come and retreat, whereas right, let's say they've got severe anxiety or eczema. They come in a four day retreat, they drink in three ceremonies, and their skin is just crystal clear. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like boom, clears it like cats like it's watching we get to witness miracles essentially. Yeah. We also work with women that have fertility issues. So you we have there. women that Sorry, come to so us. It's
0: not- It's not the medicine that's healing it, it's the body allowing itself. It's the body being allowed to heal itself because it's been released from the things that were stopping it, the blocks.
1: Yep, exactly. And it's the medicine that helps us to do this because one thing we're very strong on in retreat is don't give your power away to, to anything external. Do you know? All these things are tools, but ayahuasca is just incredible at helping people to heal and to unlock these things yeah we see a lot of women for example that suffer fertility issues they're told they'll never have children and they may have um, polycystic ovaries or the word I can never say endometriotitis (laughs) (laughs)
0: endometriosis however you say that
1: Thank you. I don't know how many times I've tried to learn that word and I just can Um And we have them come on retreats and boom, they get pregnant. You have to remember all trauma is stored in your body. It's stored in your memory. It's stored in your spirit. It's stored in your organs and it's stored in a cellular level. And trauma is stored, especially in your lower chakras. So when women get fertility issues, for example, it's because they've suffered with trauma and they have have to clear the trauma and once they've cleared the trauma they can get pregnant right now one thing I should say as well because something that people think is oh I need to have a mental or a physical illness to be able to work with the medicine it's absolutely not the case right we're humans at the end of the day yeah we've all got issues and problems and we're all wanting to improve and develop, yeah, so we have a lot of people that come on retreat with us, right, who don't have physical or mental health problems, yeah, but they want to heal, they want to connect with God, with spirit, they want to experience the the expansiveness of, of the universe, of different dimensions, yeah, and, these people as well obviously receive incredible healing from the medicine because like we always say to people, right, it doesn't actually matter what your experience is on retreat in the medicine, right? The key marker is, like I always say, the proof is in the pudding. It's how your life changes afterwards. You find that you just get into this flow state and everything starts to unfold for you, essentially,
0: and it's funny because actually we were talking about before we came on the podcast, we were having a catch up and we were talking about the, I was talking about the podcast that I'd put out this, this week, obviously the week before, because you'll be hearing this on Tuesday, it was the Tuesday before the episode I was talking about. Um, When you are, when you're in flow state and you're energetically matched, like mm-hmm. it's just easy. Yeah. The world literally unfolds in front of you and the things that you're wanting the things that you desire just come in like it just comes in and it flows exactly what you said there claire when the blocks are released things happen the thing that came into my head um and i need to say this before i don't know why i'm saying this but it came into my head when you were talking there was a um this is going to be so niche and it's only going to be if you watched it right but um there was a a lady gaga documentary right, and in the documentary you'll Mm -hmm. see she goes through stages of, like, she's fully focused, she's doing her thing, like, whether she's writing with Mark Ronson or she's on stage, and then there's moments where she literally can't get up because the pain in her back is so debilitating. Mm. And she talked about the fact that, and I don't know if it ever came up in the documentary, but I know it came up when she was talking to (laughs) Oprah, obviously I listen to Oprah, Oprah and and something (laughs) else, and and, and to kind of bump everything together that I've heard, because I think there was bits that I took from the documentary and everything, was she was um, um, brutally raped and held against her will for a good few days and then dumped on the street when she was pregnant, I think. So she's had this huge traumatic experience. And what I took from watching all of this and listening to her talking, she's held that trauma inside and it's manifested as this yeah. debilitating pain that's running down her back and she can't get up because actually I think the thing that you do take away from the documentary is that the doctors can't find anything wrong with her and there's no cure and she's so frustrated and so annoyed. And she's obviously yeah. done the work since to to kind of figure that out. Because I think she went through some coaching and, and therapy and I think she found out that she was holding this trauma inside. And that that came back to me when you were talking about that about how mm-hmm. trauma can be held as a physical and it can manifest as something else. And it was definitely, that was 100% happening to her. And, y- the, it, and it's documented. So you yeah. can go back and watch it. And it's just, it is quite astounding how much we don't do the work on this. There's a, bu- there's a book I was reading called Cured. And, and everything that Claire's saying here, right, does sound like, Uh, you know like whether you believe in god or not but it does sound like those kind of miracles that you read in the bible which just you know for a lot of people are just like Uh i can't believe that that this guy was cured or he had leprosy and then he was cured Mm -hmm. etc um but if you yeah if you read this book cured it was so interesting because actually i'm looking at it now in, in my bookshelf when I was reading through, there was this guy who's who's an actual doctor, and he was really nervous about writing this book because it goes against the the medical profession that he works for. He was worried he would get sued, he would worried would get struck off. So it's, it's it's almost as much as it's a powerful book, it is still watered down because he had to get a lot of lawyers to read through it to make sure that he wasn't saying anything that anyone could kind of come back with and say or, or discredit him and and struck him off. But what he talks about in, in the book is the fact that actually there's people who get told that they die and get told they've got cancer and they go away and they think, right, do you know what it is? Well, if these are the, if these are the last few days of my life, then do you know what it is? I'm going to enjoy it. And they go away and they, they go and, and, and kind of like, just their mindset's different. Cause they're like, well, if this is my luck, then do you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the last few. And then all of a sudden they're not, it disappears. Mm-hmm. And there was this one guy specifically that they were talking yeah. about that he went back into hospital for something else and he got checked over and they said, oh, you don't have a tumour anymore. And he said, what do you mean? Because he went in for something else and they went, no, 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 it's not there. And he went, well, how could it have shrunk? And there was loads of examples of this. But what happens is in those cases, the reason why this isn't documented is because those cases, the doctors don't have time to go and research mm-hmm. how this miracle happened and how this guy healed himself. Because you know what? There's someone else coming in the door that needs help that they're now then working on and they've got to go and go, actually, I, you, I don't need to help you because you're well. I need to go and help that person who's poorly. So this person doesn't get then get investigated. There's no research done into it. So that's what this guy did in this cured book. He went and researched. He, I'm sure he went to shamans and he went to like ayahuasca retreats. And he looked at all the data, it's a fantastic book. Go on Claire, I know you're desperate to jump in, tell me what you were thinking.
1: I'll, I'll need to read that book because I love those types of books, but this is what people have to start understanding, as miracles are real, miracles occur on the daily, on retreat, we witness miracles all the time. We have had numerous clients over the years who, you know, their doctors can't do nothing for them anymore. They come and drink, they go back, they're completely cured, and the doctors are flabbergasted, and the doctors are like, what have you done? What has happened here? And like you were saying about there with the doctor's explanations, the doctors Doctors can't explain this often because the doctors don't have an understanding of the spiritual and energetic realm, yeah? Yeah. And this is where the shifts are happening. This is where the healing and this is where the miracles are happening there, you know? But it is just absolutely mind blown and it breaks my heart that people are out there living these lives and they're stuck and they're sick and everything when they could be getting healed i'll give you another example right long covid we're having to clear a uh, clear a lot of covid long covid now with the medicine um we had one woman on our last batch of retreats here in spain she had had it for a year and, and three weeks three months sorry And she had the fatigue, the brain fog, she was exhausted, she couldn't retain any information, anything like this. She came on retreat and Taita, our master shaman, had said to her, you know, in the introductory talks when she was explaining what she was looking to heal, he said the medicine will cure that and boom, four days later, absolutely cured. So, as like the doctors can't do anything for these people and see what you were saying about what Lady Gaga has. So, I think she has that thing is it called lupus. She has. Mm, um, so, a lot of people get auto, a lot of people get autoimmune disorders, yeah, where their body is attacking. Itself essentially, and we see this in the chronic pain, chronic fatigue disorders, you know, such as the fibromyalgia, such as ME, etc. Boom, the people will receive incredible healing from working with the medicine, um, as well with these types of illnesses. It really is, you know, and and like they say in the shamanic communities, you know, it is a a gift of God source the universe, whatever you mm. want to call it. And I guess something else I should touch on because the people that have heard of ayahuasca before um, or the people that might start reading up about it, typically when people want to come on to retreat, right, the one thing that stops them is because they're scared, right? Now, why are they scared? they're scared because you can have lots of different experiences on the medicine right sometimes you are just up and it feels like you're I've been up in heaven with god and angels and all this you know you're like plugged into the universe and you just have source love source truth divine energy coursing through your body it's like you know you can't even begin to explain like that incredible states you feel feeling in the medicine, right? It's bliss, so it is helping us to access those, those states, right? So sometimes we'll have experiences like that on the medicine, right? But what also happens is at times the medicine is very, very challenging because we've been through so much trauma in our lives, all of us, right? And we have repressed so much sadness, fear, frustration, frustration, Anger, okay, these all exist within the shadow states within us and these are essentially these dark energetic blocks that we need to release. But how we do that in ceremony, at times what happens is these come to the surface so sometimes in ceremony you can feel really really fearful really really scared really really sad right and you have to sit in these states yeah because bear in mind people haven't processed them which is why they, they they have the problems in the first place yeah so although it's difficult and challenging to sit in these states in the medicine it is incredibly healing, and then you'll just see the shifts after it. But that's the key thing, the number one thing that always prevents people from drinking ayahuasca. They'll say, "I'm too scared in case I have to get through that." But you need to remember, everybody needs to remember, yous are stronger than you know. Yeah. The medicine never gives you nothing that you can't Constantly. handle, mm-hmm. and we. We're a, we're a team of seven there with 20 youths, and we're there in the ceremony. We always know what's happening with everybody, and if people, do you know, like, need Because you get, like, a bit kind of sea legs, like, walking as if you're drunk on the medicine, do you know, so we're there to help people walk to the toilet, or we're there to help ground people or reassure people if they're going through a difficult time in the medicine, do you know. So people really have nothing to and what I always say to these people what's more fearful staying stuck and And committing to this life that you're currently living but you're not happy with or just biting the bullet and going doing it and watching your life change forever for the better
0: and what was I going to ask you there when you were talking about it oh so in terms of I know that you do it you do it quite a lot don't you the 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 the, the medicine how often do you do it like from a safety Mm -hmm. point of view just letting everyone know how safe it is because like you're always messaging going oh well I was doing ayahuasca at the weekend (laughs) like how often do you do it and are you are you doing it at retreat like tell me tell me a bit about that So people like us, we're
1: medicine workers, okay? So we drink a lot of ayahuasca. In the past five and a half years, I've been in like over 300 ceremonies, right? So for a lot of people, it becomes a way of life, all right? Because you have to remember, we never in life reach this end goal where, oh, we're completely healed. Look at us, we're these enlightened beings and all that. It's not the case yet. Life is life for all of us, yeah? Yeah so people like myself drink a lot of medicine and for example i always drink we always drink medicine when we're on retreat with the patients yeah but i'll go up and i was just there at the weekend i was drinking with matita on friday and saturday yeah so and then people think they're like yeah but is it addictive then if you are drinking that much it's absolutely not addictive and you can never become addicted to ayahuasca for a number of reasons a, you never know what type of experience you're, you're going to get, so you always go to it with, with the utmost humility, do you know, and kind of humbleness, yeah? Mm-hmm. But also, this is a divine plant that has been sent to heal us and to help us to evolve in consciousness. And the ayahuasca medicine has a cosmic intelligence, yeah? Her purpose, and she's a feminine spirit, is here to help us to heal grow and to evolve so she would never do anything that is detrimental to us yeah so you, you can't drink too much of it. Well, I say you can't drink too much of it. You could, in a way, say, for example, if you were drinking a lot of ayahuasca, but you're not giving yourself time to integrate because you have to remember the ayahuasca does 50% of the work, but it's important that we are doing the other 50% of the work in our day-to-day life, our day-to-day routines and behaviours. We need to put the work in as well. So some people can get into this habit, perhaps a spiritual bypassing, where they're just drinking a lot of medicine, but they're not putting the work in. So in, in that sense, it would be too much, you know.
0: Tell me a little bit about, so say say I arrive on retreat, what does the time look like that I'm there? So from day one to me leaving, what does it look like? What am I expected to do? What am I expected to, like, I don't know, tell me everything. Like, you know, in my head, it now looks like Nine Perfect Strangers. <sighs> You, I bet I'd
1: watch this and I'd be like, ah. <laughs> So, So basically, what happens, we always do in Spain four retreats back to back because obviously I need to fly the full shamanic team over from mm-hmm. Colombia, etc. Okay, so the four retreats back to back run from the Thursday. To the monday so everybody arrives in the thursday and they'll arrive before mm-hmm. midday right and then what happens is we have a big lunch we serve um like vegan food it's all like nutritious organic food on retreat because food is energy as well so it's important that before the retreat people follow this diet as well you're ascending your energy as much as possible before you get to it so she can get straight mm-hmm. to work okay so Your stomach as well has to be empty for the medicine and we go into ceremony at 10 at night so... A big lunch will be at like 2 p.m. So as everybody um, their stomachs are empty and they can work with the medicine, right? Then in the first day and the third day, okay, so after lunch, everybody has the welcome talks where I introduce myself, the team, explain exactly what's going to happen, what happens in a ceremony. We do a lot of um preparation work with our clients as well beforehand. They have a call with me. I tell them everything they need to know in little videos beforehand and stuff like this. So they're going to the retreat very prepared anyway right so we'll give them the welcome talks and then it's finding out about each individual person in the group what they're here to heal what they're hoping to get out of the retreat because healing trauma happens in relationships yeah and in groups so it's important we're healing them in these dynamics as well so it's beautiful on retreat because everybody's just get the chance to be really open and vulnerable about themselves and me and the team do you know we've all been through a lot in life you know through mental health problems addiction so we've been through a lot of the stuff that you know the patients have yeah. been through as well essentially On retreat, there's a lot of rest time as well. We're not one of these retreats where we do back-to-back with all these workshops and everything like this. That's no good. They shouldn't be doing that because after the medicine, so on the Thursday, right, Abdel rest after the talks, after lunch and the talks. We go into ceremony at 10pm at night and then they're in ceremony. We have it in a special ceremonial space called the Maloka and people are in retreat all night. Okay, so in the days as well, it's important that people are just relaxing, chilling, talking about Mm -hmm. their experience, supporting each other, asking questions and stuff. So all in all, there's three ayahuasca Mm -hmm. ceremonies in the four days. Okay, so you have one Thursday night. So then everybody in the Friday, so we also do a Cambo ceremony for them. Cambo is a South um, American tree frog Okay, and what we do is, this sounds crazy to use people that haven't heard it before, right? We get like a little stick, we burn it with a blowtorch and we burn little three little holes in your, your arm okay or maybe um, at the base of your spine your ankle whatever depending on what you're looking to heal right but we're just taking off the top layer of your skin and then we're putting in the frog has a poison on its back so then you're putting in the secretion of the frog right and again this is a purgative so you're vomiting out all the trauma that's a trap that's trapped in your body and there's people that have been healed from cancer addictions depression just from working with the cambo but it's great to have cambo there Um, That's a medicine that works very well on retreat along with the ayahuasca, which is why we provide that as well. Um, And throughout the day, you know, everybody's chilling. We've got the pool there and all that. It'll be lovely weather for these retreats coming up. Everybody has lunch. Then there's kind of talks again. He's going to ceremony again the Friday night from 10pm all the way to the next morning. Now, on the Saturday, we have a day without the medicine because people need time to rest and process because you have to remember it's very exhausting spiritually mentally, emotionally and Mm -hmm. physically right so what we do on the Saturday is we have a yoga teacher come in to do some somatic movement to further help them shift the energy through them yeah and we also have talks where we're teaching them about life in the jungle, how to live a good life how to integrate their experience properly and we work with other plant medicines that we bring from the Amazon on jungle called rapé, which is a powdered tobacco tobacco is a sacred plant as well okay this is blowing up the nose this helps us to clear our mind it helps to open our hearts and it helps us to ground us to the earth but these medicines we work with in the Saturday are more much more subtle than the ayahuasca right and we work with mambé and imbil as well which is the coca leaf and it's a tobacco paste. Again, these are medicines that help us to connect with divinity, connect with ourselves, connect with others, and to help us to um, connect with the earth. Because you have to remember, the whole basis of of shamanism is about connectedness. It's connectedness to nature, and a lot of people have lost lost sight of that in this day and age. You know, so. It's teaching everybody about the shamanic way of life as well. And I should, I guess I should say as well what happens in a ceremony. Well, I'll finish telling you what happens in the Sunday. Sunday we have a daytime ceremony, okay? So that starts about three in the afternoon. And it just means people are fresh to go home and get their flights kind on the Monday. Alright, but in ceremony, essentially, what happens is you drink your cup of ayahuasca. Everybody has their little bed with their pillows and their blankets and stuff in the maloca. And then they'll go and lie down. And then they'll just be meditating. They'll just be, like, calmly breathing, calmly being there, just focusing in their intention. And then they wait for the effects of the medicine. Okay, and like I say, the effects in the medicine is you can be seeing things, hearing things feeling things, releasing things. There's a lot of different things that can be happening, yeah. And during the ceremony, we are singing. Um, the shaman does cleansings for everybody, and it's just kind of like a big community experience, essentially.
0: So that ceremony, so beforehand, I know you do like a care package to make sure everyone's like safe to come on it, they know what they need to do beforehand to prepare themselves. Mm-hmm. Um and then afterwards what sort of what sort of things do you advise that they do after set like when when they go home so this is the
1: importance of the integration and there has to be a big focus in this okay because what is the point of the medicine? The point of the medicine is to be happier, to live a more peaceful and a better life, to be a, a more conscious person, to be a better person to spend time with, to have a more successful life. That's the point of drinking the medicine, right? So it's important, for example, I'll tell you a beautiful story here actually. We had a, a lovely woman who came on one of our last retreats. She had anorexia, bulimia. Anxiety, all this type of stuff. And she wasn't a particularly conscious um, person. She wasn't into these types of conscious things, okay? She hadn't arrived at that part in her life yet. And what happened is the medicine provided her with just so much healing. She's coming back. Like it, it, the vast majority of people always come back on retreat, and like 50% or 60% of people are ret- uh, return bookings, right? So, What had happened afterwards is then she started, she integrated beautifully. So, what do I mean by this? She's spending so much time out in nature. She's learning all about these conscious aspects of the spiritual world. She's meditating. She's joining all these types of groups. A lot of them will start doing cacao ceremonies and doing sea swims and everything. You know, this is how we integrate properly afterwards because. Like we always say to somebody, let's say, for example, you've got somebody with addictions and we've worked so successfully with addictions over the years to people that have worked, drank, drank, whereas years ago, years on, they're still free from the addictions. Okay, but this is because they integrated properly. Okay, they and this is what they have to be careful with the people with addictions, that they're not going back to the same people and the same places. You have to make changes afterwards. And obviously to ensure that the medicine is going to continue to support you in your path. So when we talk about the integration, it is putting yourself in this more kind of conscious way of life and, and conscious path. So there has to be a big focus on that.
0: So that kind of wraps up nicely in terms of the before, the during and the after. What do people have to do if they want to sign up? I'll make sure the links are in the show notes if people want to know more about Retreat, more about Ayahuasca. What's the process?
1: So what happens is for the first timers that are coming to us, initially what's going to happen is they'll have a call with myself. And this is a very important part of the process because we like to find out more about them about their life, about what they've been through, what they're hoping to gain out of the experience, yeah. Um, it also helps us to put their mind at ease as well um, about the experience and it gives them a chance to ask me any questions. So they might want to ask about the retreats, the medicine. People are sometimes interested about my path in the medicine, Um Whatever it may be, you know, it's just a kind of call that, that's for the client there to, to give them clarity and, and reassurance. Um, and, and that call as well, we would OK for them or I would OK for them to drink the medicine. There's only certain people that can't drink the medicine. This is another reason we have to have the call is, um, for example, see somebody that's got a, a serious heart issue we wouldn't take them on retreat because it could be too much for their heart to take. It could be dangerous. If I have people that are on antidepressants, I have to talk to them about tapering or coming off those, for example. Okay. And then what happens is the clients will need to fill in a medical questionnaire. So it's just asking them about their whole medical history, any illnesses they have, any medications that they take, you know, just so that we've got the, all, all that information there and it's safe for them to drink and then what happens is they are free to book into one of the dates and once they've booked into one of the dates like I said the process is, is supported from then on in you know it's helping them through the the process I've put them through it's helping them to gain clarity where are you now where do you want to get to what blocks are in the way because the more work they can do before they go on the retreat the better yeah Yeah. so and then of course you know they will get all the little videos that will teach them things like what is cambo so we'll teach them in depth about this what are the other plant medicines more in depth about what happens in a ceremony how to set an intention why we set an intention everything that they they need to know beforehand you know because a lot of people think preparation for an ayahuasca retreat is watching lots of YouTube videos and reading lots of books about it, but that actually isn't preparation for an ayahuasca retreat, that's just learning about other people's experiences. Yeah. So the best thing they can do to prepare is doing things like seeing a coach or a therapist perhaps, or you know, reading spiritual books, developing a daily meditation practice, all these types of more conscious things nice. are the best way to prepare. So it's schooling them and, and educating them in that, essentially.
0: And just to kind of, just to finish it, off, obviously, the the, the ayahuasca is something that's going to help you to release those blocks. And if we come back to obviously what what my podcast is about, which is about mindset, but also about manifestation. Manifestation and mindset will only work when you have released the blocks that are holding you back, and this is. This is why I wanted to get Claire on to talk about Ayahuasca because it's so interesting and yet it's very hard, I think, to get direct information for. So what I'm going to do is if people are interested in Ayahuasca and they want to know more and they want to find out about the retreats, I will put the link to Claire's retreat on the show notes, but also the link to Claire's um, Instagram page. If you want to ask her direct questions and get in touch, then you absolutely can. I did say I would get Claire back on the podcast and I bloody did because she's amazing and this won't be the last you hear about I <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone does have any separate questions about energetics or um or ayahuasca or the work that Claire's done feel free to pass them on to me or Claire and obviously we can get Claire back on the um on the podcast as well to talk about it Thanks, Claire, because I know Claire had to get up, bless her, super early to do this for me because I have to pick up the kids at a certain time on a Wednesday and our timings do not match. So it's super early morning for Claire and it's late afternoon for me. So thanks, Claire, for getting up and doing this. And she did say, do I have to get properly dressed? <laughs> will, will you be recording this or just on the audio? I need to make makeup on so um thank you claire for coming on and everything you need all the information will be in the show notes have a great week everyone Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Jude Daunt. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others and it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit judedaunt.com coaching.co.uk the links will be in the show notes I'm a sushi chef I also happen to be a cat how'd I get here? Adobe Photoshop, it turned a cute kitty like me into a sashimi master and it can make your images look amazing too In just a few clicks, you can replace a boring background, swap out a so-so sky, and remove distractions like people and power lines. With Photoshop, everyone can. I love playing with this mouse. Click or tap the banner to visit Photoshop.com and pounce on your free trial today.